Hello everyone and welcome to the first episode of Mon new podcast Select Superior. If you don't know who I am, I am Gloss aka Lauren and basically for this podcast I just want to, you know, look into the lives and times of some fellow DJs and just get to know them and what they love to do and why they do it. That's basically it. Not much else. It's just to have a nice wee chinwag and chat with some lovely people and talk about some interesting stuff. But if you don't find it interesting then that's fine too I guess. So basically our first guest this week, our first guest ever is the wonderful Kirsty Fraser aka Kushti. She is a Glasgow based DJ and she has been making rounds for the past year and a bit I would say. She's played at La Cheetah, she just played an amazing set at Riverside and she's got a lot of stuff coming up in the future. So it was great talking to her and we got into some um interesting topics we talked a bit about producing about trying to make it as a dj and we also had some less than favorable words to say about a certain queer establishment in glasgow that we may or may not have a love-hate relationship with so if any of that sounds good to you and you want to keep listening then here we are welcome to the first episode of select superior and here is kirsty Hello everyone, so I am here with Kirsty Fraser, aka Kushti, a Glasgow-based DJ. Hello. Hello. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, how are you? Good, I love these um, kind of awkward introductions. When stuff. it starts off, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, like, hi, hi. hi. It's really good, <laughs> okay, let's move on. <laughs> so like, I thought I might just start by asking simply like how you initially got into DJing. I started about two and a half years ago now, um, but I'd always wanted to do something musical. Sorry, there's a ambulance going fast, if you can hear it. Um, I kind of always used to love music and it's been like a big part of me growing up, but I was never like, I never learned like any instruments or anything. Like when I was little, like my mum and dad just, I used to be into like football and stuff and that just died a hard death in high school. So I was like, I need to do something. Um, and like music had always been quite important to me and I bought when I was in my last year of high school, like a really, you like the tiny Hercules DJ deck oh, yeah. for £30 off my friend. And I used to work in a Chinese. So it was like, I, that was all I'd make for like a week. I had like no money. <laughs> so I put that on that. And I just like learned how to do it from um, during school. And um, it was just sort of like a way to take my mind off things because I hate school. So it made it a lot easier. And I just kind of fell in love with it and just continued doing it from there. A wee bit of an escape from yeah. school and all that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's, um, well, that's like how I started as well is because like I love music and I've always been like really big into music and like I've always known like pure weird trivia about random bands and shit, but like I can never yeah. play like instruments and I cannot sing. So yeah. I always want to do something with music. So feels like DJing is kind of like a good way to get into that if you don't have any other um, yeah skills up your sleeves yeah you always feel like you're at a disadvantage as well because like yeah. I feel like a lot of people like that I know that are DJs and producers they have played the piano all their lives so that they have some sort of musical background and I, I was like I have absolutely none yeah but, um, I know yeah that's like it's like um I feel like a lot of DJs and people I know like were in bands before they started DJing or like they're still in bands now yeah. as well so yeah. feels like those things kind of naturally link so you feel a bit of a but like when you get your like Wii controller, you feel like I could do anything now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so like you use like the Wii Hercules one and stuff like that. Did you like, um, when did you kind of move on to like bigger ones? Was it like after you left school? So yeah, I left, I was maybe like after about six months of using the Wii one, I was like ready to actually, because I, I realised how much I enjoyed it. And I went out and got a DDJ 400s. Like the kind of the mini, like the yeah, the, the classics, <laughs> the beginner pioneer of like before the CDJs. Um, so I went and got them, and then I kind of realized like maybe I was like I need to actually learn how to do use CDJs for like clubs because it's the majority of what people use. Um, so I got like the DDJs, learned how to use them, and then I literally would just go to Pirate Studios in Glasgow. I just drive through, go there, learn how to use the CDJs, and then just sort of progress from there, and then. 
by the time I got in a club, I felt a wee bit better because mm. I can't imagine going in and I was like, I've never used this before. Yeah. So it was good. <laughs> I'm glad I did it. Yeah, that's it because um, I feel like when you get like a wee pair of decks or like a like cheap pair or whatever, you think like, okay, this like is like simple enough. But then yeah, and then so many the more ones. elements are, <laughs> yeah. so many more elements are introduced. Like they didn't, my old decks didn't have like, they only had like the three EQs. They didn't have trims, they didn't have effects, they didn't have any of that sort of stuff. And I was kind of like, oh, what's this when I got yeah, it? But... That's it. Like, I know, like, see the first time I ever DJ in the club, I didn't even have headphones. Like, that's how fucking, like... <laughs> yeah, that's what it's like, though. <laughs> it was the same. Like, I didn't have headphones, didn't have a headphone jack, didn't realise you It was just like, I feel like everybody's like that when they first start, so... I know, you just need to, like, learn and grow. So that's, like, kind of what I was going to ask your, like, next question is actually that kind of segued quite perfectly into it. Um, how would you say <laughs> you've, like, evolved since your early days of mixing, like, skill and musically-wise? Quite, I mean, I'm definitely progressed a lot, but um, my music taste has changed so much as well. I feel especially over the past like six months as well, because like when I was when I was growing up, I'm from like a wee tiny town, in like just past Ireland called Callander, and there's not really like any sort anything to do there but drink when you're a teenager. So it was like it was always like house parties and stuff, and it was just like the weirdest tunes ever. But that was like only my exposure to sort of like electronic music and then I started to listen to it myself and started finding my favourite artists and stuff and it used to be very sort of like I would just primarily mix like house music mm. but um, I feel like since I've started DJing and clubs and stuff like that you get exposed to so many more different sounds and genres and it's completely changed my sort of style of DJing I think like I've had like I've not really been back at Legita because my residency doesn't run over the summer but I just know when I go back from when I was last there, it'll be very different kind of music I plan on playing compared to, but like, I still love house music. It's my favourite genre, but sort of things like breakbeat, electro, and like even like some hyper pop sounds and stuff like that, I really love now. And I kind of want to incorporate it more. So like from ver- the very start from when I started DJing to now, it's honestly completely different. Um, I feel like I've still got a lot to learn. You just learn as you yeah. go. Everybody makes mistakes every now and then. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just a common thing. Like, yeah, I, I feel, feel like, like that's the exciting thing about DJing as well is kind of like evolving and like kind of getting to know like more genres and like kind of listening to different DJs and hearing like what they do and kind of trying to incorporate yeah, that into what you're doing. Like I think that's like the biggest part about it is like you can't stay the same. Like I'm the same. Like what you're saying about how, like when I was like younger, like when I first started kind of mixing and doing stuff, um, like I was really into like disco and funk and stuff like that. Cause like, I used to just listen to that all the time and he's like shitty yeah. vinyls when I was younger, like from like, a charity shop there, which went EP. But then like, see when the club started opening back up, like this time last year, actually, like I went to like shoot your shot for the first time and like mm. he didn't install like Talia live and like seeing that sort of music, like it really like opened up my world a wee bit more to like these kind of yeah. different sounds. And like, I was like, oh my God, like, I love that like I actually yeah. want to do that more yeah, yeah. it's like you, it would be very difficult if you just kind of stuck to your own feelings and didn't go out and see what other people do it's like it's definitely introduces you to so much more stuff and especially I think that's the main thing that changed it as well it's coming from calendar to Glasgow mm-hmm. it's just yeah. been like it's just been a completely different world but like it's explosion. so much better yeah <laughs> well that's yeah. what my next question for you was because I was gonna say like I know you're not you're like you're based in Glasgow now but you're not from yeah. here so you're from Calendar and yeah. I was just like what apart from like you know house parties and stuff like that what was the music scene like around there like is there any fellow DJs like coming from that part of Scotland it's it's weird actually so one of the a couple of people in high school that I DJ's with DJ now and they play through in Edinburgh and they play through in Glasgow I literally live next to Stirling you know hmm. where yeah, is, yeah. um <laughs> yeah. but it's a very weird place there's not very much there's it's 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 still it's got that small town mindset you know what I mean like mm. it's like it's such a lovely place and I'll it's always going to be there like I love it so much and like my family stay there and they're amazing but it's like it was just like there's not much there no. it's this it's very small town it's like if anyone's my flatmate that I live with right now she studies music um, but she does sort of traditional like trad music and she's a songwriter and stuff. It's very based around like if you took music in high school, obviously they would never really go down the production route or anything like that. And then we do like Kayleys and stuff. It's very like traditional music and there's not really much. So my only exposure really to electronic music was through my own ears or th- when I was at like a house party or something like that. Yeah. There's no clubs either, so that's great. No. But- <laughs> I, know, I was gonna say I've been a calendar a few times and the only thing I could think of that's there is that Christmas shop that's like open all that's, year round <laughs> it's so funny whenever I'm here and I say everyone's like where are you from because 
I've got a weird accent. Everyone's like, you're from Edinburgh. I'm like, no, I'm not. But um, and whenever I say that to anybody, they're like, you've got the Christmas shop that's open. <laughs> 12 months a year I'm like yeah that's us (laughs) that's us that's all we're known for (laughs) I don't think I've ever been in it no it's actually quite nice to be fair it's good I'll need to go when I'm home (laughs) that's shocking right so I I was just gonna ask as well (laughs) like before I go into like more about like your performing and DJing like in clubs and stuff I know you've done stuff for like um independent radio stations like Clyde Bill and It's Not Radio so I was yeah. thinking, like, how important would you say stations like that are for people like us or like DJs, people in terms of like, you know, getting your name out there and just sharing your work and promoting oh, yourself? so important. So important. I think like it's a really, really cool how community radios came like back in such a big way after lockdown. Because like I'd never really like heard very much of like, it was always like the big radio stations. But I feel like after lockdown, folk were pushed into that because like that's how I got my name out there at the beginning, because... I would post mixes on SoundCloud during lockdown. There was nothing else I could do. Like, I couldn't go to a club. I couldn't go play at a pub. I couldn't go speak to somebody and be like, hi, can you, like, slot me in? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's really, really, really important. Like, that's how I got my start. And then I got um, my residency for It's Not Radio. And then started doing that monthly. And it helps you as well. Like, it, it just... I love community... Like, not just community radio, but playing on radio because you can play non-club tunes do you know what I mean I feel like when you're in a club it has to be to a certain degree of like danceability if you'd say but like you can just play whatever you want like and it really helps your mixing as well I think like it's just practice and it's it's quite nice like every month you get together your favorite tunes that you've had and then you just put them in a little mix yeah it's a fun time just doing that just like getting like a few tunes every month and then just putting them together for people to listen to and that's like a good point you bring up as well about how covid i feel like has kind of helped with a big boom of a lot more people getting involved in this sort of thing because um like because you're just in your own house and you have nothing else to do you have like a lot more free time just to kind of play about and i feel like as well because of covid because no one could leave the house you kind of had there was no boundaries like you could email someone in like I don't know England and be like hey like can I do something on your radio station like yeah I feel like everyone's a lot more um together in a way like you know people are a lot more willing to try and like hear new stuff or like listen to people who maybe weren't as well connected as other people when Avida the one that I do stuff for like they just started like at the start of like lockdown or like during lockdown yeah I've seen them it looks really I I listen to it it's really cool I like that's one of my I'd say there's like so many in Glasgow but yeah. I went I went down to Clybelt Radio a couple of, I think it was a few months ago and that was a really cool experience because it's like down at the barrels so yeah. it's like and it's just like it's just like people walking around and they just stop and like stare and they're like why is somebody DJing and like a stop <laughs> and like a stall yeah I think it's really good like how they've just like sort of popped up everywhere and yeah. you said it's just it's I think it's really cool and it's lockdown probably did help it because I feel like that's how a lot of people got onto the scene because Definitely. everyone that was that was all you could do really it was just post mixes and people would ask you to do one and this they just sort of get attention from each other and then it eventually worked out so yeah it all worked out in the end <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah I was gonna ask like obviously like you know you've done stuff like this on radio Clyde Belt um is there any other like radio stations you'd like to work with in the future like not just in Scotland or Glasgow but beyond there I think the main one I'd love to do is NTS Radio. Mm. It's like that's like the, that's like top one that yeah. I ever want to do. And I've done Project Radio a couple of times. I did a mix with uh, Blair. SF. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, and that's one of my favorite mixes I've ever done. It was only like it was me at all and Blair who did it. And then, um, but it was only like twenty minutes long. It was like a quite a short one because usually they're like an hour or something like that. And that was probably my favorite one I've done. It was just it, it worked really well, like the mixing. Um, yeah. But there's so many I'd like to do. Like, just I feel like it's such a good opportunity just to get yourself out there a wee bit, even if it's not within Scotland or say your city or anything. It's really good. It's a really good um opportunity to do. It. Yeah, definitely. Because even if it's like kind of you do it remotely, like you can just email it over and they can just like play yeah, it out. Yeah. So I feel like that's the good thing about independent radio is a bit. It's a bit more, you know, free. Like they're not as rigid as maybe like big radio stations about who plays and what plays and stuff like that so yeah yeah gives good better opportunities for people 
It can so, be a complete mix of genres as well. Like, yeah. I've heard so many in folk are like just playing whatever they want, which is good. Yeah, that's it. It's just yeah. a freedom to just like play anything. Like no one actually cares. Yeah. <laughs> so like now, like after like talking about radio, we can go a bit more into like your clubbing and stuff. So um, the first time I saw you play was at um, Lucia on a classic yeah. rare Tuesday. I was very a classic drunk. rare Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think most people are. Yeah. <laughs> And I was just asking, like, how did you get involved with Rear? Because they've been about for a few years now, I feel like. Yeah. What like, are five? Um, well, they used to be at Sub Club before um, COVID. And they moved to La Cheetah um, last September. And um, I'd done a few sort of, like, um, pub gigs at, like, Local. And um, that was my first gig I ever done was at Local. Um, I loved it. It was so good. Um, and then I knew um, Ross, who sort of runs Rear down here. Rory's the big boss but um Ross sort of looked after it down here and he got in touch with me because as I said earlier I knew people from high school who DJ'd uh, and Robbie who was at my high school's friends with they're in function together the collective oh yeah 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 um so uh, I think Ross had heard a lot about me um just from through Robbie from me DJing and stuff um and got in touch with me and asked if I wanted to come down on their opening night and just give it a go and see how it went um and it was hilarious because nobody had heard me actually mix before. And I was so scared. I was like, they're going to absolutely hate this. And it was like, it was it was my first, second gig I'd ever done. And it was my first club gig. And it was on Luchita. And I was like, this is crazy. Because yeah. Luchita is such a, such a good club. It's it's amazing. Um, and I went down and did it. And it was so busy that night. It was like, clubs just opened. The queue was like, right around Queen Street. The, the corner of Queen Street. Um, and it went really well um, and then they were like oh just would you like to get a residency so I joined Rare then and it's been so good I absolutely love it like everyone there's so sweet and it's just like I've learned so much from DJing with them like Cami and Tess Press and All Function Boys it's been really good Oh, that's so good. It just seems like a really good environment for it as well. Like quite yeah. um, nurturing, like just letting you kind of get behind the decks and just give it a go, especially in Lucia, which is just like, I feel like I would like, that's like my dream place in Glasgow to play for, I feel like. And um, it's just quite an intimidating setting because like everyone is so close to the decks. Like they Literally. are like, li- like licking you basically. <laughs> yeah. And like, I've never really played in front of anybody before. Like, I, like even when like my mum used to come into my room and be like, please get out. Like this is, I'm not doing this in front of you. And then I went in and it was like sold out and I was like this is great but it went really well and it's such a good club like I just love the atmosphere in there and then obviously mm-hmm. you've got Max's upstairs which yeah. I love as well. Of course. <laughs> yeah and everyone's steaming which helps a lot I know. Yeah it can turn nerves a wee bit. <laughs> so like um, now you're a resident in La Chita as well so are you like got any plans for the future do you know or is there anything you'd quite like to do for La Chita, like outside of where? I've always wanted to sort of start a club night um whether it be at Lachita or somewhere else just out with Rare like I know I've kind of I've been sitting on it for like a year I've, I've just been an idea I've wanted to do but it's like a it's, I think it's really annoying the thing that annoys me is there's so many DJs that just don't get the opportunity mm-hmm. like I got I count myself extremely lucky with how far I've got I never thought I would have gotten this far like this early on um, and there's so many people that are just still sitting in their bedrooms doing it. I feel like they don't get the opportunity, um, especially as like a queer woman as well. And like, I just sort of want to open an environment that feels safe. Because obviously we've got nights like Shoot Your Shot mm-hmm. uh, and then you can just like polo, but that's not exactly like. <laughs> no, not like that's a safe space for anyone. <laughs> no, it really isn't. Um, and then like Bonjour. Bon me. We're going to sue me. <laughs> Yeah, but Bonjour um, as well. Bonjour's amazing. That's one of my favorite places. Oh, and like the, the, cl- the, the club nights, you do, they, like, they do a lot of club nights, they do like pub quizzes. It's so good. Yeah. Um, but I'd really like to start sort of like a queer club night mm. um, at some point. Um, I'm just sort of figuring out where to take it and what to do with it. It would be my biggest fear if it failed. <laughs> um, but I feel like it's such an important thing because I feel like it's sort of lacking in Glasgow. Like it's not like... I love what like Leather Quest do and like you've got people like Talia mm-hmm. and um all that sort of sort of queer community in Glasgow but I feel like it could branch out so much more and not just be ex- exclusive queer club night but just a place where people can go and feel safe because the thing I love the most about sort of clubs and electronic music is the culture like it's so open and like it always has been 
and I feel like it's it just welcomes everybody with open arms well it should at least I know some places don't yeah yeah another tangent but (laughs) um I think I'd like that's probably been the main thing I want to do is sort of create a space yeah that'd be good as well like um I feel like um definitely there is a lot more popping up in Glasgow I'm not really sure about anyone else like obviously like as you said like shoot your shot um there's a quest obviously like polka dot disco club is kind of like that as well oh yeah I love yeah Yeah. I love what they do I I played for them a couple I think it was last month yeah so good Berkeley yeah, Suites, was, a really cool cool um place as well that was so good I know that was them um, because that's how I got my first like club night was from then like doing polka dots so I feel like yeah. they're good for like um maybe people like starting off like they're a good like they're yeah, really good yeah. for like shading people's names but yeah I feel like the more queer club nights the better to be honest and I better, don't think yeah. is there has there been well I'm trying to think has there been any at Lachita there probably has but there'd be good to be like a kind of residency that's a bit more kind of queer oriented and I meant to ask as well because obviously through Rare you got the chance to play at Riverside this year which is yeah mental. that was so that was crazy so how was that <laughs> it was amazing I loved it um played on the Friday and I played with uh, Maka and also known as Cami um who I played with it um he's a part he's a rare resident also and we'd never played we'd never done like a back-to-back and I, I was kind of speaking to him before and I was like are we gonna like just like wing it and I was a bit nervous but it went so well and we had like loads of messages after which was really sweet people were saying like hey, you guys were really were really good together like um it flowed really well etc cetera, etc cetera. but it was just such a good experience like it was really like a dream come true just that was like I made a little list at the start of the year stuff I wanted to do oh. and that was I was play a festival was one of them so it was really great and the, like all, all my favorite people were there the crowd was really good they really enjoyed it so it was oh, great so good I'm so jealous <laughs> <laughs> but like um that like us like you're saying about wanting to like play a festival this year like I was gonna ask as well like how would you say like from your experience as like your first as it, it was your first festival gig was it yeah that? yeah um how would you say performing at an event like that differs to like performing in a club well it's such like it's it's kind of difficult because you never know the crowd I feel like if you know playing a club you know people that will go to that club because they know there's certain sort of music that comes out of that mm-hmm. but Riverside's a really weird weird crowd it's sort of I, I think I just had to it's not as like enclosed either because obviously you're on a stage so it was like you were sort of not as close to everybody but I'd say music was very similar like I just played what I usually would but I could see people walking past and then they just sort of like come into my little stage but and they'd listen and they'd stay or they'd leave and I was like oh they're prob- oh. <laughs> probably not their music but it's a, it was a really weird crowd but I think it's different because you kind of know when you're playing like in the cheetah you know what kind of people are going to be there and all that kind of stuff but um music wise it was very similar I played what I usually would play but that's what I was going to say before sorry this is a complete tangent no, but for instance like you know how on the Saturday how was it shoot your shot that curated the Saturday I think so saying? yeah I'm sure it was um and they had like uh Romy High uh, they had Big Frida like they had oh, yeah. all these people playing on the Saturday and it was like just a complete like queer day basically and then this, the Friday I played was uh, La Cheetah's obviously they ran and um, they had the La Cheetah stage and everything it was really good so that's what I'm saying about Riverside it's like a complete it's it's good because like they had techno on the Thursday La Cheetah curated the Friday and then Shoot Your Shot did the Saturday so it was like all a good mix of people I think that's what they sh- should be doing more of yeah a bit more variety yeah yeah mm. um I feel like it's quite saturated yeah. at some points like I think they could probably open it up a wee bit more but then I don't know if that's just no I agree just now do you know what I mean <laughs> yeah I agree I feel like um well just like see when I do like think of like a DJ like before I started DJing as well like especially in Glasgow I thought the scene was quite male-centric like um straight like in the nicest way possible it is. yeah it is. so it's quite um, nice to see like because of like maybe like I do think a lot of this stuff has came from COVID as well I don't know if that's just me yeah. saying that but I feel like it's given a lot more like people the opportunity to kind of give it a go and I feel like maybe bookers and venues in Glasgow might be a bit more open to like having a bit more variety now especially yeah. like because the fact that like shoot your shot had like the full thing on the Saturday like it's just insane like it was just a big queer day like you said and the fact I had like big yeah. food and all that is just insane so like it's just nice to see this kind of like um I don't know kind of explosion this kind of evo- yeah. like how see how it's evolving I guess is the best yeah. way to see it and I think the main thing as well is you never want to feel like you're there just as like a tick off the box do you know what I mean yeah that's yeah. one thing I love about Rare I know I'm not there because it's mo- it's it's literally all males except for me mm-hmm. but I know I'm not there as a sort of tick off the box of we've got a female yeah. DJ you know like I mean? talking <laughs> yeah um like I feel so valued there and like I'm sure at some point there will be 
another girl probably this year I don't know if someone else will be joining I feel like some places just literally want a female just to say we're 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 great we have women DJs and then they'll get like a queer DJ and they'll be like look at us we're inclusive yeah exactly which I don't want to be like but then at the same time do you know I mean it's like it's such a slippery slope to go down I was like I just wanted like that's one thing as well if I do if I ever do start night I want to do it right do you know what I mean I don't want to exactly rush into things and just be booking people just because yeah not just doing it because like you want to like say like I've got this I've got this yeah like, yeah exactly I think people just want to feel accepted as well because like it can it make such a community clubs and stuff like that like the people that go and you'll meet friends and you'll do all this and like I think people just want to have a safe space to feel accepted and like having a sort of lineup that's varied helps that I feel but definitely and I feel like um, yeah. it's nice to have kind of different club nights and stuff that kind of not cater for other people but include like are inclusive to more people just to kind of make yeah. the whole thing feel a bit more like everyone has a spot in dance world like Miss Cabbage like Shauna how she has that fat M club yeah I've seen that yeah I've seen that I think that's really cool is it bonjour is it? it's bonjour yeah I yeah think it's Saturday like this Saturday yeah. coming at the time of recording but um yeah I feel like um it's really exciting to just have stuff like that So where are some of your favourite places you have performed at that we haven't already mentioned? I'd say probably the best gig I've ever played was up at Tunnels in Aberdeen because we're Thursdays up there and then we're Tuesdays down here. Um, but I went up to play uh, with Anna Barry. I'd never met her before. We went up and did. My friends lived up there, so I went up and seen them um, and then played at Tunnels and it was just like, what is going on? It was absolutely mental. Like the, the, the crowd, like rare pills up there is crazy and like... I hadn't played it to, in it to a crowd that big yet um and tunnels is huge it's not it's not like massive but it's like it's a weird setup because you're like kind of above everybody like it's kind of like a stage setup yeah but I went up to play tunnels and that was one of my favorites and uh, that I've done and like it's always good when like the crowd's good as well like they don't just stand there which is good <laughs> yeah. um <laughs> Um, you, I could tell they're actually enjoying it which makes my job a lot easier but um, I mean I'd probably say my favourite club except for the Cheetah is Sneaky Pete's in Edinburgh uh, I played there a couple of months ago and it's so cool I loved it like it's tiny it's like yeah. literally the size of like my living room like it's it's so small like but it's it's strange as again because like you're sort of like against the wall but then there's like steps around you and everyone's like above you it's really weird there's just like folk like <laughs> dancing all above me and I was, it was it was really good I loved it in there and like it was like I, I played the open set I think it was like an hour and I sort of looked down on my deck so it definitely was like full but it was oh just God. like a really good vibe and like everyone was clearly enjoying it I think that's the main thing I love playing at clubs like obviously they've got like a good setup and like sound and then as well as if the people there are enjoying it it's the worst if like everybody's played to a crowd of like two people I think every single person's done it and it's the most humbling thing you'll ever do just like, staring at you blank face do like, not care I a gig where nobody was there like no one <laughs> no. no one showed up and I was like oh my god but I think everybody's had to do yeah. it and then I've had nights where it's like sold out and it's amazing it just varies you know what yeah I mean? I that's like, just part of it I know you have to go with the ups and downs like it's not always going to yeah. be amazing and you're going to make mistakes as well like you just kind of have to roll the punches and just hope that no one notices yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like um who was it you played for sneaky Pete's? because i've never been there before but like it's one of those places i've always wanted to like go to. it's weird it's like you go in the the bars there and then you go around the corner it's like hidden in the corner but i played for morrison street collective there uh they're an edinburgh collective i met them when i played this uh for mikasa um at broadcast that's another one, a very good gig I had. Is but, um, Mikasa, sorry, is Mikasa, that's um, associated with Rare, is it? Is it? Yeah, so yeah. Um, it's kind of, well, it's weird. So Charlie Preston, who runs it, um, he sort of started Mikasa and then um, he plays sort of as Charlie Preston for Rare. Like he joined right. eventually. Because um, he came, I think he came to play along for a night. Just as like we do, we, we have guests in every now and then, so we get people to come up and play. Like we had breathe, um, and we had like Morton Street Collective. We always have people in throughout the month, and then I think Charlie started doing that, and then sort of joined Rare as well. So he kind of runs Mikasa and plays for Rare, mm-hmm. and then sometimes the two come together. Like we did a night last month at Room Two, and it was like Rare and Mikasa, but I was like Charlie's in Rare. <laughs> And he's also the only person in Mikasa. So it's like, are you just play, like DJing against yourself? Like, DJing twice. <laughs> yeah. 
you want to go up for longer <laughs> yeah there's so many venues like the one out the one i'm just dying to play is suck up bro yeah suck up is like all i want and all that's, that's, that's just like the holy grail the glasgow yeah. night scene like <laughs> it's just that's probably the place i'd want to play the most um, i feel like subby's just that place so like if you've played there then like you kind of know that you've kind of solidified your like status in glasgow yeah bit, for being yeah. like a dj i love berkeley suite as well mm. Berkeley Suite is good. Yeah. That was cool. like the like that has been my favorite place I've played so far, definitely. Like um it was just like I just really like how kind of how it's set out. Like you're just like in the middle and like just just look, looking out and there's a fish tank and it's all velvet and like just really catchy and kind of yeah. Um, yeah. And it's weird as well. I know this is a bit of a tangent, but like um obviously that was like the first place I played, and mum was the one who informed me that my gran got married in the Berkeley suite when I was like a what? I know so like there's a picture of me from like the night I played on the stairs and then my mom showed me a picture of like my gran and my granddad on those stairs like 15 what? years prior like married and I was like what? I'm living up to the legacy guys imagine telling your kids you got married in the Berkeley suite <laughs> my gran would have been like what is that like okay I don't care <laughs> Glasgow does have a really good like um set of clubs and and, um venues and stuff and like I know you're saying about how like you've played it like in Edinburgh and Aberdeen and stuff and I'm not as familiar with them but more Edinburgh uh-huh. than Aberdeen but I know like Aberdeen is like mental for club and like they love it up there like yeah they're big it, into it it's like because there's like all night passion up there as well mm. up there. love what they do and then rare and then there's clubs like Bohemia and they're all sort of they've got a really cool sort of club in like an old church it's called the Priory I think it is I've never been but I've heard a lot about it and then I think you just get the typical other clubs like there's a revolution up there yeah I know that's (laughs) what I was saying as well like um they've got like like stuff that we have in Glasgow like they have milk I don't know if they do milk in Glasgow anymore but they have like all those student the classic student nights as well yeah I think it's just because like and like they don't really have anything else to do if you go up there for uni it's just like get into dancing I played at Bongo in Edinburgh as well and Cab uh, as well <laughs> I call it Cab because I can't pronounce the name Cabaret it's just like this... is that it yeah I, I absolutely <laughs> butcher it every time I say it so um <laughs> yeah um I played there which was another big one for me to play as well because yeah. like my a couple of people from like that I knew had played there and like before lockdown I'd always seen Rare and I'd always seen Cab Ball and I was like it was crazy really weird joining Rare because like that's where I like, wanted to go I was like that's so cool like I love what they do like it's really cool and then yeah, I joined and then wanted to play through there as well Cab Ball's a really cool venue because it's we've got like the cafe upstairs which you get people to DJ at and it's just very chill but people are dancing as well I don't know about like Dundee and stuff. I think there's a few clubs. Oh, they do uh, all good to do Dundee. Um, I met Jordan, who runs all good. Uh, two others. He played that at Lucia, one of the guests, and they do it up there. So I think there's like where no matter where you go, I feel like there's there will be somewhere except for Calendar. There's nothing there. Yeah. <laughs> calendar <laughs> needs something. They should have a club night over that Christmas shop. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, so like that's what I was going to ask as well, like kind of like just outside of like obviously like you've played in quite a few places in Scotland now, like just even outside of Glasgow. So like maybe like outside of Scotland, where are some places or venues either or you'd like to maybe have the opportunity to perform in? Well, I was going to say Printworks, but that's shutting down. So oh yeah, I saw that. I can't believe that. There's quite a few. I'd love to go down to London at some point. I love a few club, like queer club nights. I think they do them in London if they don't. I'm... Sorry, but I think it's London they do it. Have you ever heard of um, the Club Night Adonis? I'm familiar with it. I feel like I've seen stuff pop up for it before. It's just like mental, like, and they do like he, she, they down. I don't know if that's in Manchester or London, I can't remember. I'd love to play down in Manchester and no, no idea where, but I just love <laughs> Manchester as a city. I think it's really like, it's sort of very similar to London but a bit more open. yeah like it's London a bit can less, be quite scary yeah that's it it's a bit less chaotic and a bit less intimidating yeah. but I went to Berlin I know it's a typical DJ spot but I went to Berlin this year but everything was shut like all the clubs were closed when I went God. they opened they opened the week after I left I think oh no <laughs> but um I love that place so much I can yeah. see why so many people want to move there like it's it was I loved it it's just such a expressive place I feel like there's so many different types of people and like there's just people like having like a rave in the street like next yeah. to the train station and I was like why not do that in Glasgow I know <laughs> yeah I, know. I feel like Berlin is like probably like out of everywhere I can think of I feel like they are the most kind of 
loving and open to like electronic music and stuff like it is just their culture like that is their like yeah like they like during lockdown they they ruled clubs as like cultural institutions and they're like protected now that's insane um, I didn't know that yeah yeah they're like I think it was during lockdown they because all the clubs were shut and stuff that's another big problem like especially yeah. in Scotland and all over the UK like for instance print works is getting turned into offices which is crazy um but like they can't really do that over there because they recognize that it's such a big part of the culture that they've protected it like the government protects yeah. it so I feel like that should be a bit more important because I feel like people don't realize especially like during lockdown and stuff I think people forgot how kind of important these spaces are for a lot of people like yeah 100% not even just like the kind of like drinking and like that kind of like culture of it but just like the social and the um kind of just being able to express yourself like that aspect of it is really important and yeah I feel like people forgot I, I remember like during lockdown people were like that's kind of sad to say but people were like oh I miss seeing my friends I miss seeing my family and I was like honestly I just want to go to like subby <laughs> like honestly that's all I wanted to <laughs> they're not as um they should be respected a wee bit more I feel like because they are like really yeah. important to a lot of people I just feel like ever since like you know when like they used to in like the 80s and 90s when it all started and like mm-hmm. they do like the big huge raves in the like fields and stuff like I feel like ever since then it's just been it's just so looked down upon because obviously people take drug culture the wrong way I feel mm-hmm. like they'll think like that affects it so much but they are so important to people like for some people that that'll be their sort of thing of the week that they want to go do they want yeah. to go out with their friends and listen to the music that they want and be with people who want to listen to the same music as them and so I feel like it should be more important but for me I'd love to I'd love to move to Berlin at some point but yeah that's what everybody seems to do but, <laughs> I um, can see why <laughs> yeah I can understand why completely I'd love to branch out of Scotland at some point but I feel like that'll yeah. probably take, take a couple more years graft probably oh definitely I'm the exact same like <laughs> I love Glasgow I do I love Glasgow so much but yeah. I just I can't live here forever like I'll probably be back at one point but like I need to get out for a bit like yeah after yeah. I graduate or something like that yeah don't know where I'll go but somewhere <laughs> I know I feel like um um like talking about Berlin like definitely I'd love to place play in more places like down south and that but I'd also love to like just play in loads of like different like not even like venues but just like countries I'd love to play in like not it's not a country but like Barcelona would be good like um yeah yeah just places like that I remember when I was in Prague like Prague is mental like their clubbing scene over there like I didn't expect it I know it's like a big like kind of like whoa lads place but like the clubbing scene is like <laughs> really good like I was like oh my god like I need to get down yeah. to Prague <laughs> yeah I'd, I'd love to go to um I've never been to Prague that's one place I want to go so good that um, was like um it sounds a bit cheesy but um like that was before COVID I went to so like 2019 so like was that like three years ago uh-huh. I remember it was like before I started DJing as well and um, I remember I went to like one of their big clubs called I'm gonna butcher this but it's like Karlovy Lazny and it's like a big uh-huh. like seven story club and it's like different things on every floor but like it was the first time like like obviously I do like love I loved like clubbing and I love like dance music and stuff but it was the first time I went where I just felt really connected to everyone and everything because everyone was just so into yeah. it it was just insane to see like that many people like just be so kind of like like it was like everyone was like as one like that sounds so fucking like cheesy but everyone was just so on the same level about it that I was just like I fucking love this like I want to do this and like it's just yeah. like mental that I can like it's actually like affect you I know it's one of the most important things as well I think like it's you'd hate to go out and be like oh I feel uncomfortable sure. yeah like yeah. it's <laughs> the worst especially yeah. if you're not drinking <laughs> yeah oh my God. I know it's weird I I always drink when I DJ pretty much I've only mm-hmm. DJed sober a couple of times but that night I played at Stinky Pete's I didn't drink because I was driving I drove through drove back um but I stayed afterwards because I've DJed before sober, but I've never really been out like yeah. completely sober. I stayed afterwards. And I actually had a really good time. Yeah. That sound, like, I actually quite enjoyed it. Like I wasn't, <laughs> I thought I was going to be miserable and be like, oh my God, this is embarrassing. But it was really good. No, I feel like if you're in the right environment, then like you don't really need it as much because I've yeah. been feeling like a lot like that lately. I remember like I could never go out without drinking. Like it was just a thing. Like I just like, I had to have a drink in me. But um, like, I feel like just yeah. when you're with people who are like, just kind of like, like just people are sound in the place where it's sound and you feel like okay you don't feel judged then like you don't really like need it because when I played it like broadcast obviously because like I know a lot of the people there who work there and stuff like I didn't yeah. really drink so I just kind of felt like oh this is like actually all right like I felt like quite yeah. like, good after that I was like oh I could go out I could stay out <laughs> till five in the morning and then I went home so <laughs> <laughs> like that's what another thing is we're like talking about um like more kind of queer inclusive club space in Glasgow another thing that I feel like would be beneficial would be like maybe like more kind of sober places places for people who maybe don't drink because I feel like sometimes yeah. they kind of get left out of the 
conversation of clubbing and stuff because it revolves quite a lot around not being sober <laughs> so it'd be quite good yeah, to have literally. more places I know there's like a couple like queer cafes and stuff and like that that's actually a good point I never really you never really hear about it do you like no. it's always just like clubs 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 yeah like on it on it on it they probably do need to yeah they need to be brought into the conversation more probably just as long <laughs> as it's not polo yeah oh no yeah I don't think I could go there like without being like actually blind like genuinely <laughs> I hate that place I'm sorry like I know like polo would never listen to this anyone who works for polo I'm sorry but that place is trash <laughs> see coming from like calendar like it's like the most conservative place ever like <laughs> like my family like most people don't care like I feel like no one it was like a big news because nobody's really like gay there so like when I when I came out I had a girlfriend and stuff everyone was like what's going on like what's going on and they're, like, like, pal. <laughs> <laughs> they're just friends um <laughs> um and then I came here and then like you don't really know where to go and that was like the only place I knew and yeah, I was like this is amazing place. I was like this is I was like this is so great and as it progressed <laughs> I was like this is hell I was like we need more places sorry people <laughs> love you but like places like Bonjour I think have done it right like Definitely. that's how to do it Definitely. it's such a good place I love it like I just like go there and I'm like oh this is fun everyone's like in it for yeah. the one because like Paul like 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 what you said like the first time I went um probably about four years ago like I hadn't like came out here or anything I was very like in the closet and like I remember like um I was like absolutely blown away by it they're playing like RuPaul I was like oh my god (laughs) I was like fucking living like my best closeted life man and then like um like I went like after that and I was like shit like I just like it's like great for like your first thing yeah I think it's like it's 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 weird like the difference like things like shoot your shot like I suppose it's probably we prefer it more because it's like actual like music that we enjoy like mm. it's not just like Kelly Clarkson on the team yeah. for like <laughs> two hours like <laughs> but I feel like there just needs to be more spaces and I feel like I feel like there is some and I'm like maybe they're just doing the job but yeah yeah Bonjour um, did it right yeah basically like, I feel like yeah. um there needs to be like the same way that they have different clubs for straight people in like Glasgow they should have it for like queer people because um I feel like you've got like your polo which I would say is like kind of like a kind of cushion or like Manuka or like Kokomo <laughs> of like the queer scene because there's different offshoots yeah. in Glasgow and I feel like they should all have their own wee space to dance and enjoy themselves because yeah polo is fine but I know I'm acting like I actually do hate polo but polo is like fine but I don't really yeah. want to listen to like I don't know Buddy, Sophie Alex Baxter for like 18 hours on repeat, honestly. Marjorie, your dance floor is a banger, but like, it's like fine. Like, I don't need to yeah. go there all the time. Yeah. It's also like airport security trying to get in there. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Literally. I was like, I've actually just been profiled. I can't believe that's happened. <laughs> she saw me and went, no, not today. <laughs> She's like, I don't trust that you'll be interested in this place. But then I go in there <laughs> and I like see people I work with who have like a boyfriend of five years. And I'm like, how the fuck did you get in here? Oh my God, I'm going to have to edit all this out. <laughs> 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 Jesus Christ, you got that. Oh my God, blocked. <laughs> okay, let's move on. <laughs> Scotland, like obviously, like we talked a lot about Scotland and like the different dance places and stuff. But it's became like a bit of a hotbed for like emerging new talent and the dance music world like you know you got like Ian McVicker who came out with like that absolute chart topping banger last year and stuff like that yeah it was like and it was just everywhere so like what do you think yeah. it's like and obviously like beforehand we have like uh, Dennis Dalla and like Calvin Harris and stuff along with other people that's just the first names that come yeah, to my yeah, head yeah. but like um what do you think makes like acts from Scotland like so special compared to like anywhere else in the world I think it's just like our culture I suppose like mm-hmm. and though it's not as probably as appreciated as it should be I feel like kind of like dance culture is very important here it was like years ago and it probably will be for a long time but as well as like it's just like we're just a little country do you know what I mean and it's just like even recently with like L system like they just got their number one for two weeks and they were playing in for like fly and stuff before and it's like I think we've got like good institutions to bring people up with as well like sort of to propel people like into sort of like we've got like BBC introducing and stuff like that which really helps like members of Scottish BBC introducing and like different awards and like I feel like if you sort of 
it's just I don't know especially because like a lot of people I know come from like very small places like that have just moved to the city in hopes of sort of doing something that they want to do and like I think it's really appreciated here like people just love music in this country and I think like it really does help like when you're sort of people who are getting into the charts like Yuma Vicker, L System and like people like Dennis Alter like that was like my like hero when I was learning to DJ like I loved Dennis Alter so much like I just loved his tunes that he was making and like his sort of persona that he brought with his DJing like I think that Scotland will continue to do it it's been so good recently though because like so many people have came out of Scotland not just in like dance music but just in general like it seems to be quite a hot spot right now as you said for like a new talent yeah I feel like as well um we're quite good at like maybe not taking ourselves so seriously which I think is something like is quite good for like I don't know DJing like, I know you get DJs who are very serious and love like are very passionate about their music but I feel like for us and like what makes um kind of Scottish DJs a bit special is the fact that they are so kind of excited about it and they're not pure like yeah this is my like passion like I'm yeah not, like you're not allowed <laughs> to like enjoy yourself enjoy yourself yeah <laughs> yeah and like also um as well like um like how you're saying like it's this quite a good environment to like kind of bring up kind of DJ talent like that I feel like Scotland and maybe Glasgow in particular I don't know what's like in other places in Scotland but they do have a tendency to maybe slag people who are a bit more creative but like um, maybe if someone 100%. wants to try something new but like I feel like with DJ and it's a bit different people aren't as willing to slag it because they do just love dance music and like yeah. dancing so much that they're a bit more willing to kind of welcome new DJs with open arms and maybe be a bit more kind of like just welcome them to them like make them feel a bit more at home which is good which I think helps a lot with like people trying out and like maybe getting gigs and stuff So, like, I know we've talked about this a bit already, but um, going forward, like, what plans or goals do you have in mind for your DJing career? I know you said you had your wee tech list of stuff that you wanted to do. Do you have maybe, like, a five-year plan of stuff that you want to do? Oh, yeah. Um, I made a list at the start of the year of, like, sort of my main goals. And, oh, it was, one of them was to do a festival, which I played Riverside, so I managed to get that tick. Um, and then I really wanted to play Berkeley Suite or Sub Club, and I got the opportunity to play Berkeley Suite. And then the main thing I really want to focus on right now is production. Literally for the past like two months, I've really, really settled into it. Like I've had, I bought Ableton like a, a year and a half ago and I was, I've not really taken it seriously, but I feel like now I've got to a stage where I just love it so much. Like I wake up and I want to do it. Um, But it's just kind of like sort of, because I c- had to get all the pernickety stuff at the start, like trying to figure out how to use the, like the DAW and like, finding your rhythm and like as I said I don't really have any like musical experience from class so it's a huge learning curve but that's probably the main thing I want to do this year I want to try get something out before the end of the year um, and if it doesn't happen it doesn't happen I'm not gonna rush it do you know what I mean but it's, it's especially like a lot of people in Rare produce as well and like um, Maka just released an album it was last month with uh, Joe Lowry and it's amazing like I love that it. it's just like absolute house bangers for like yeah. the most of it and then it gets to the end and they've got like an outro to it and it's just like all these little like synth lines and like it's really really cool and uh, I love that and it's just really inspiring when there's people around you doing it do you know what I mean like it kind of encourages you yeah. and everyone's so encouraging like they're like you'll, you'll get there like, you'll do it if you do the hand like and you know there's so many like people around you that are doing the same thing it's really encouraging so I think the two main things I really want to do over the next year or so is sort of get production nailed down and maybe start a night at some point yeah I feel like it's interesting you bring up production because I was going to talk about that a wee bit because I feel like the natural next step for when you're like DJing is to kind of like try out production because I feel like that's where a lot of like kind of not the money is but like you know like you can kind of it's quite satisfying to like have your own tunes and like yeah I've made this like this is mine like this isn't anyone else's and especially like obviously like we've spoke about how neither of us like had a background in like like you know performing music or like um you know being in a band or anything like that but that's kind of the beauty about like things like Ableton and just like all these other softwares like um garage man and stuff like you yeah. can just like give it a go like there's no yeah. like rules like it's not like you have to have a certain skill and a certain instrument or like be able to sing like you just play about and then like something's gonna come out the end you know like if it's good or not who cares like you've still made it and it's still yours it's so accessible now like the only thing one of the things the main reason that annoys me about DJing is how much money it costs 
Mm. That so many people don't just don't have access to that. Like, but like, if you do have the money, like having a DAW on your computer, like you wouldn't have had that twenty years ago. Like, you've got so many tools, and there's so many free plugins you can get, and it's just sort of learning. And like, I feel so inspired sometimes that I'm like, I need to do something with it. And I feel like sort of producing is a good way to channel it. Like, I literally would sit in my bedroom and learn to DJ. So I feel like if I learn production, that's kind of the next step, as you say. A lot of people go into it, but. I would never rush it and I'd want to do it right but yeah, yeah definitely yeah it's um just one of those things where like um yeah like it is a whole lot of money to try and like even start anything here but like not to like promote anything bad but like you can torrent stuff as well like you know there is ways that you can do it yeah. especially now like it is a lot more accessible to like you know just even just give it a go like I mean yeah like, yeah I'm not like I've tried some stuff in Ableton and like I'm definitely far from being like good but like it was just quite exciting to be like oh my god like I did that like and that was with my own two hands and like and I posted on SoundCloud for like two seconds and took it off because I was like no actually I don't <laughs> want anybody <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um it's just quite inspiring as well like you said like seeing people around you doing that as well because there's a few people yeah. I know who have started like kind of like someone like is like released like a kind of like BEP and stuff like that it's just yeah like, yeah just quite it's just, like it's cool that they've made that and I feel like there's yeah. quite some, something a wee bit more special about like doing something that's like electronic because it's so many more like kind of wee bits and like sampling and like getting the timing right which makes it a wee bit more exciting to like hear it and be like oh this sounds good like and you can really make it your own as well yeah you can incorporate so many different things into it and like my like for like even my my flatmate who studies music I sometimes get her to help like with things and it's weird how she can incorporate like it's it's just amazing because you can incorporate she does like traditional music and like singer songwriter stuff and she can incorporate it into like breakbeat 128 bpm songs of making and she's just like doing all the stuff but it's cool like collaboration is such an important thing as well like as i said it's great seeing people around you doing it as well yeah like collaboration is a big thing because like it can be quite daunting like doing it by yourself like so it's quite good to have people like as you said like like how they would have like kind of more uh knowledge of like traditional music which which is really good to incorporate in like dance music because you might it might help with like timing and stuff like that so it's good to have yeah. like different point of views and different people's opinions not too many because then it'll just be an absolute mess but like yeah. enough where like the, the final product is quite like it's like what you want it to be and yeah. it's the best yeah. it can be as well yeah I know because like there is like kind of ups and downs to not having like kind of musical training or like having a musical background because in some ways it means that you don't really need to follow the rules and sometimes that can like yeah. have a better outcome or like a more interesting outcome but then other times um it can kind of hinder you because you're yeah. like oh shit like how do I get this to sound like half decent without I don't know <laughs> like I'm gonna start from scratch <laughs> I know there's so many people though that have done it with or without like so it's encouraging either way whatever yeah exactly it, but that's it it's so encouraging just to see that anyone can do it like I think that's yeah. the thing that is just so exciting about it is the fact that like there is no like apart from like maybe like money aspects or like equipment like anyone can give it a go you know yeah like, you can that's the main thing as well as long as you try yeah exactly as long as you try that's all as long as you try yeah (laughs) Send that my mom. Yeah, so that's good that you kind of want to get into like um production and stuff as well. Do you have like maybe um would you like release it independently or would you like kind of like want to work with maybe some uh releasers or whatever? I can't remember the right words. Some labels. That's it. Yeah. Um, probably to start, you mean you'd have to release it independently, yeah. probably shove it on SoundCloud. I feel like there's so many labels that are open to like sort of new artists. Like um, Lobster Theremin's really good. Like they, oh, yeah. they take so many people on, but like it's just I, I, the whole business aspect scares me too. Like I mm-hmm. hate that side of it. Like so that would be pro- probably pretty daunting. But the start I wanted to just release it independently and like maybe ping it to a few. I know that's what people do. They just absolutely bam the email folder of like <laughs> record labels until somebody says yeah that's quite good. But um, there's so many in Glasgow as well. Like I feel like there's so many routes you could take it then. It's just a matter of finding it was best for you. Yeah, that's it. Like just kind of like how we're saying about um independent kind of online radio stations as well kind of popping up mm-hmm. in the past few years like there's a lot been a lot more kind of independent labels as well which yeah, maybe kind yeah. of are more willing to kind of have a look at smaller artists and be like all right i'll release this for you this sounds yeah. all right i'll do this for you so like i feel like that <laughs> is like a good way to kind of encourage people as well to give it a go because like i mean the worst they can say is no no like, exactly you know exactly. And it's not like you're like the last person like even if they say yeah like it's good because it's not like it's a big like million dollar like label that's gonna like take all your money and run like as just all like a passion project for these people so yeah I think that helps a lot as well because I know like if I ever managed to produce a song like god willing that ever like managed to make it into the hands of some like big buck executive I'd like actual like 
all my money would be run dry I would have no control yeah. over anything so it's just nice to know that like if you do get something that's like kind of from one of these labels that you still have quite a lot of control over it because you like what you've done and it's less about yeah. like they want to control you I just want to get a wee bit of cheeky self promo off you as well if you have anything coming up it's actually pretty radio silence over here right now oh, really? it's weird because I'm playing at um talkless uh or doing it all there at um Nico's oh on yeah, yeah Saturday but that this probably won't be out by then or not maybe Saturday the what Saturday the 22nd no 23rd uh yeah 23rd. yeah okay guys if this is out <laughs> before then go down to Nico's on Saturday the 23rd <laughs> <laughs> but I I've got quite a couple of gigs not until September because most I mean like for rare they, they, they shut over the summer they don't really do much over the summer so for my residency it's kind of been off but I'm playing at broadcast a, a couple um times in September um and then I'll be back at the Chia um once everything opens up again with rare and yeah probably just sit in my room and try yeah. produce for three months until I release something <laughs> I plan just... on just locking myself in my room until I do it yeah. <laughs> I think that's a plan people could just see you walking about Denison looking about frazzles and I'm like oh there she is so yeah good. there she is <laughs> but as like you are select superior's first guest oh, you wow. have like the amazing honor of maybe like giving us some recommendations for the series is that okay oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah so I just want to know like is there any tracks that you've been loving lately there's a track called Rush by James 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 it's amazing it's like it's just very euphoric I like it uh, that's probably my favorite song I've been listening to it I've had it on repeat for the week it just gets me to especially moving I've just had it on it just gets me very hyped up so yeah um, that's like my favorite song at the moment Like, what is one song that you love to play? Uh, my favourite song to probably play is uh, Two Months Off by Underworld. I loved Trainspotting when I was in high school. It's like one of my favourite songs. And obviously Born Stuffy is from that song. And that's how I kind of sort of discovered Underworld. And I listened to Two Months Off and it's one of my favourite songs ever. It's just the way it just built up and it's like perfect for like sort of near the end of the night, I'd say. Um, but it's, it's just very, it's got really good like vocal lines in it and it's just, once again, I like music that sort of makes me quite like giddy and it's very, it's like euphoric as it can be probably. So that's like my favorite tune to play when I'm DJing. Who is a DJ slash producer that you think everyone should be listening to? My flatmate showed me uh, an artist called Otha a couple months ago, and she only has released three songs, and it's I can't stop listening to her. Like the songs are like the, it's just like if you're in a club and you're sad. It's the only way I can describe it. It's just like four o'clock in the morning, like you're like going to come down or something, and you're just like, it's like it's so good. Um, and then it's. Sort of like sad pop music, I'd say. And then the other one would probably be uh, Sassy 009. That's sort of, if I was to produce music, it would be exact, not exactly as her, but that sort of, it's like electronic, like pop, electro. Like, I don't yeah. even know how to describe it. It's quite but, atmospheric as well. Like, it's yeah, quite it's, I, I love like synths are like my favorite things mm-hmm. ever. I love synths so much. And like the bass line she uses, and she uses like breakbeat drums or just straight 4 4 house drums. And them two have very similar styles in music. And what they produce, like both and Sassy Zero Nine, I think that I love it so much. I could listen to both of them. They both, I know um, Sassy Zero Nine has a boiler room, so I think she yeah. teaches as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they'd probably be the two. Well, thank you so much for speaking to me. That's okay. I really thank appreciate you very much for having time. me. We had a lovely that was chat great. there. I know. Hopefully, I don't get sued by Polo, but I mean, that's fine. <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> All right, well, thank you very much. Bye. Thank you very much for having me. Bye. So there we have it. The first ever episode of Select Superior is done and 
that's it thank you so much if you listen to this i really appreciate it this is just a little passion project for me and i want to use it as a wee bit of a platform to you know show off some amazing djs that are doing amazing things within and around glasgow and even beyond there so yeah this is just a nice time i had a really good talk with kirsty and I can't wait to see what happens next. If you want to find Kirsty, her Instagram handle is Kushty, which is K-O-O-S-H-T-Y and two underscores. And her SoundCloud is just simply Kushty, spelled the same way. And as already said, she'll be playing at Nico's this Saturday on the 23rd. And she regularly updates her socials with what she has coming up. So make sure you keep an eye on that to see what she'll be doing next. Thank you so much, guys. And I'll see you next week. Next week, I've been Gloss. Goodbye!